community, family, faith. This is the Reclaimed American Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Reclaimed American Podcast. Today, we've got Emily Ledoux on the line with us. Um, say hi, Emily. Hey guys, how are you? <laughs> um, Emily, uh, you live in Austin, correct? Yes. Okay, so Emily's coming to us from Austin, and she's going to uh, tell us all about herself right after the Baby T Chronicles update. So here we are. We are on week 21. Um, do you remember when you were at 20? You said you've got two kids, right, Emily? I do. I have two. Mm-hmm. And at your 21-week marks, do you remember any of those? And were you, like, over the, the morning sickness? Or was it just, like, screwing with you through the whole thing? Uh, so fortunately, I mean, both pregnancies, as far as morning sickness, pretty, pretty uh, you know, easy. Um, I did have some morning sickness. But it was, I guess, maybe a little bit more torturous. It was never, I was never really relieved by actually getting to, to throw up. It was more just like nausea all the time unless I was eating. Um, so I was I pretty excited. I, I think I definitely um, got to the point where, I mean, I tell this to my friends, food is, man, once you get past that morning sickness, food is so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife has hit the um, craving stage, if you will. And yeah. as a result of that, you know, sometimes she'll make something. She'll be like, oh, my God, this is going to be so good. And then she makes it. She takes one bite, and she just drops a fork. She's like, that's not what I want. And, um, yeah, it, it's it, it's been fun. Um, like I told you, you know, before we started recording, this is our first pregnancy. And it, it's a learning experience. Uh, the first, first thing my dad told me after I told him that um, we were pregnant is he's like, all right, I'm going to give you one word of advice, or well, one thing of advice, and that's to be patient and bite your tongue because it's going to be a trying <laughs> time. <laughs> and so far it has. That's good advice. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so as far as um, how my wife's been doing this week, we did have one trip to the ER, but instead of for the panic attacks like we have been in the past, this was another trip for migraine headache that would not go away. And I know most people say, oh, just take Tylenol. That's about the only thing you can do is take Tylenol, drink plenty of water, sit in a dark, quiet room, and maybe use a cold compress or something on your head, and and hopefully it'll go away. But when my wife gets these, they get so bad that they trigger her anxiety, and then it's just like the snowball effect. And so, yeah, we had to to go to the ER one more time this week, and... um, but right now, everything's good. We've got family coming on Thursday. Um, right now, she's actually talking to one of her aunts on, um, she uses WhatsApp, and uh, they're from Costa Rica. So they'll be coming up from there, and right now, they're just chatting away. So I'm like, all right, cool. They're talking. I'm coming in here. We're doing the recording. <laughs> but um, awesome. one of the cool things, I don't know if, when, when you when you were pregnant, you know, of course, you go in for the ultrasounds, and they, they do the um, baby heart rate monitoring every every time you went in for a checkup, right? Right. Yeah. Well, they do that for us, but I found on Amazon they sell fetal heart rate monitors that you can buy and have one at the house, connect it to your phone, and record the um, 
the heart rate. So we just got that in today because a lot of times because of her anxiety, she's always worried that, oh my God, is the baby okay? I don't know if the baby's okay. I haven't felt, I haven't felt her move in like the last, I don't know how many hours or something. And so I looked at it as on one side, this could be a, a really bad idea because if she can't find the heart rate, because sometimes it's kind of tricky, that could be a bad mm-hmm. thing. But also if we do find it, then she can hear it and be like, all right, cool. Everything's fine. Heart rate's moving like it should be, and she can calm down. So it's going to be a double-edged sword, so hopefully that works out well for us. But um, I mean, technology is amazing. It, it is. <laughs> you, you can do that. And, well, the cool thing is I didn't realize that I could hook it to my phone and record the sounds. Supposedly I can Bluetooth it to the phone, but I haven't figured out how to make that part work yet. Um, in our house, we've got one of those Nutribullets with the Bluetooth um, uh, weight sensor on it that you can hook up to your phone and put put in whatever crap you want into it, and it'll tell you how much weight you've put into the cup. Well, when I open up the heart rate monitor app, I guess because the blue the um, the Nutribullet is always plugged in, when I hit the button to connect, it comes up with a Nutribullet. So I'm like, hmm, I don't think I want the Nutribullet to monitor the heart rate, you know. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably so, uh, not a good idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, so that's it for the baby tea update. Everything's going good at the moment. Uh, we've got our next appointment September 16th, and I believe that one is just another regular plain Jane checkup, but um, we're going from there. But anyway, so Emily, tell me about yourself. Well, I am, as I've already stated, a mother of two um I'm a local singer, songwriter, business owner. Um, I'm one of those creative types. <laughs> Since I was a kid, I've just been um, singing and expressing myself and drawing and um, picked up my first camera when I was about 14 and became pretty obsessed with it. Um, I, I loved that you, know, you could capture one moment in time, um, and I really was uh, just fascinated with more of the can. I think the candid side of things, just kind of capturing um, people when they're off guard, when they're not paying attention. Right. Um, I ended up going to college for photography, uh, as well as I studied music when I was in college, um, and sort of just blossomed into just this deep, deep love. And you know, life sort of uh, has its way of, of creating distractions, kind of going maybe different directions than you originally planned. I think we've all been there. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, wasn't until last year, uh, about the third quarter of last year, that I finally got the opportunity to go ahead and step out in faith and, and open my photography company. Um, and it's, it's been going really well. And I, I've gotten, you know, to meet a, a lot of really cool people in the Austin area and connect with a lot of different organizations. So a little bit about me. <laughs> right on. And so, as you just said, you opened up your own uh, photography business, and that's what the Emmy Lou Photography is, correct? Yes. Okay. And so, where did the name Emmy Lou come from? Okay. Um, so, it's very, 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 very near and dear to my heart. Uh, my grandfather on my mom's side, who was the pillar of our family, um, sadly he passed away beginning of last year, but he was just the, the pillar of our family. Um his name was Ira. He would always call me Emily. And, uh, you know, I remember when it was time to open this company, and I just knew, I knew it was just it was, the door was open, it was time. Um, 
I was thinking, you know, because I also, that's also my local um, singer-songwriter name. That's what I perform under is the name Emilou. Um, and I, I did that because it reminds me of my roots. So every time that I hear it, um, or every time I see it, it just, it reminds me of him. And I had such a, a wonderful, I mean, he and my grandmother were such, such major players in my childhood. I, I attribute a lot of my best memories to just living with them. Um, and that, that's where that name came from. Right on. Um, you said you've been doing the photography for about a year or so, but how long have you been doing the mm -hmm. singing? Uh, well, photography in general, or? Uh, no, the singing. Oh, my goodness. Since I was a kid, um, oh, this is really, I don't know if I should be saying this because people are listening, but <laughs> <laughs> I remember being four. I think my family first figured out, oh, this kid can sing. Mm -hmm. um, I was four, and I, I remember being at the table with my grandparents, um, and all their, you know, their friends were over. I think they were playing dominoes or something. And um, I remember sitting there and just busting out with a Randy Travis song. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone sort of stopped and looked at me like, what is with this? This kid is like seriously putting on a performance. And um, that's, I think, when everyone sort of realized it. And then I, I got my first guitar when I was 12 and I started writing music. Got my first, um, I, I, kind of fluctuated between like a folk style and then some of the other stuff I do is electronic. So, um, you know, got the opportunity to work with some really great um, artists, uh, mm -hmm. multi-platinum artists when I was 17. And then it just kind of, it went from there. So I've been doing music for a long time. Oh, right on. Uh, so I was, I was going through your Facebook uh, a little bit before the phone call and I saw okay. you've got an album coming up. I'm really excited about it. It's been a long time coming. And is this um, your first album, or how many do you have out? So this will be actually my first full-length album. So I've definitely released some content um, to multiple digital platforms. I mean, you know, everyone. It's I always say it's funny. It's it's available everywhere online, but most people just care about Spotify or or iTunes, right? So gotcha. Um, I I have some some singles that I've released. Under the name Emilou, it's E M M I L O U, and um, but yeah, this is my first full-length album, and um, it'll be releasing November first, and I'm really, really, really excited about it. Awesome! Congratulations. Um, Thank you very much. So now, the thing that actually got us connected, though, is I was on what is it the uh, the Op Veteran page, and I saw mm -hmm. something uh, something about you're doing like a photography essay kind of deal or, or something along those lines with veterans and could you tell me yeah, about that? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, Denny over at, at, at uh, you know, at Op Veteran, like he, 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 he's amazing. Like he's got such a, a, a servant's heart and I love that he's a bridge builder. Um, he and I connected over this project. I think that's how you and I got connected. Mm -hmm. um, but he, Basically, you know, we were talking and he agreed with me that there's just a severe need for a spotlight to kind of be brought upon just veteran stories in general. And that, that was the whole purpose of this. I, I went to, um, you know, this has been something I've been, been wanting to do for probably about, my goodness, probably about, honestly, eight or nine months. This has been sort of stirring around in my heart, this idea that you have an editorial project where you know, I get some photographs of veterans that are willing to share their story and then, you know, obviously uh, write a bit about their story and then release that. Um, but it really started materializing uh, back when, you know, a few weeks back, 
um, the Central Texas VA had a, in partnership with Samaritan Center, who I'm connected with, they had a community mental health summit on, on the Friday the 16th in August. And um, it was during that time that I really I realized, you know, that I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Mayor's Challenge, but basically um, Mayor Adler has this challenge going. Obviously, the goal is to decrease suicide among veterans. Um, and the whole conversation was centered around, you know, how, how do you do that? How do you decrease suicide, right? How do, you, how do you oppose that? How do you fight against it? And, well, it's promoting life, right? I mean, it's, it's one of the first things that we can do. One of the most effective things we can do is promote why life is worth living. Well, what better way to do that, right, than sharing your story? There's so much power. I, I, it's a very vulnerable thing to mm-hmm. share your story, but there's so much power in, in being open and sharing your story. That's really what I love about Denny's heart as well. It's just, just he's so open about everything he's come through and, and is willing to help, you know, other, other veterans and is helping other veterans with his story. And, uh, the veterans that I've been uh, very privileged to interview and to speak with, um, are all of the same mentality. It's, it's better. We need to normalize sharing our stories and sharing our experiences in order to sort of bridge the gap and, and create a, a safe space for people that are undergoing trials, that are dealing with depression, PTSD, uh, you know, whatever it is that they're dealing with, there, the more that we can all normalize that, hey, this is not, this is not abnormal for you to be dealing with this, but you know, you're not alone, right? We're, there's mm-hmm. help available. There's resources available. Um, that was all how this got started. It's just the goal of this project for anyone listening is to get veterans sort of I'm, I want to be their mouthpiece, but I want to get them in the spotlight. And this particular editorial project is called uh, Project Zero Hour. And uh, for anyone that maybe isn't familiar with that term, it's kind of like this, this turning point, this, this moment of decision, right, where there's a, a action needed to start a plan of some kind. Mm-hmm. And so all of us, you know, can have that moment, that turning point, that zero hour where we go, you know what, maybe uh, life felt like a death sentence. Maybe, maybe things have been really, really dark. But I can change course. Um, it's not too late to change paths and actually build a life that I am um, fulfilled by, that I'm happy to live. And so that's the whole purpose of this editorial project is to, again, bring attention to um, veterans that are either have already overcome that or are working to overcome the trials that they have, have uh, gone through or are going through um, and just kind of showcasing how are they doing that, you know? Uh, most of the folks that I've been speaking with, the first steps they took was just um, serving, just volunteering is kind of how they began to pull themselves up out of that darkness. And I, you know, I think the more that we can, again, I, I keep repeating myself, man, normalizing that the darkness, <laughs> that you can climb out of it. You know, that's that's the whole point of this, this editorial. That's awesome. Uh, have you ever listened to the Team Never Quit podcast? I, you know, I have not. It's uh, hosted by Marcus Luttrell and his brother. And one of the things okay. that they've got is at the beginning of every episode, after they do their their little intro spiel, um, they do a listener write-in story. And basically, yeah, it's it sounds somewhat similar, but you get these people that they you know they tell their story of how they've they've been up against that wall, and you know they had to make that right. choice. You know, do they? Do they lead themselves out of the darkness or 
do they just you know drop off and they they write in their stories and some of them are uh, they're tear jerkers you know you you hear it and you can feel the desperation in the words as they, how they wrote it and it, it's amazing and then you know they tell how you know hey it's because of your podcast that I said you know what no life is worth living you know and it, it, it's just amazing and mm-hmm. I, I think what you're doing th- this is also amazing um how many people have you been able to interview so far? Um, about about I think about nine or so. Um, and I'm definitely uh, for this particular editorial looking for about about I would say about three more. Um, and then I'm going to be doing other. This is not the only one I'm doing. Mm-hmm. This is kind of just the beginning. Um, probably once a month I'm going to have uh, something released. Um, and there will be a different kind of focal point of each one. But, um, I mean, I, I love the fact that that podcast exists. I mean, I, I just feel like there's so much room at the table for all of us to pull up a chair and have this discussion. And the more of us that are opening our mouth about it and, you know, um, veteran and civilian alike, um, the more that we can just bring attention to it, create space for people to say, you know, hey, yeah, I actually, I, I needed that or I'm suffering. I don't know how to get out of this, right? right. Um, the better. You know, the more um, people that we're going to impact, the more people that we're going to reach. Yep. Uh, so with this project, you said you're looking for about three more people or so. Um, and then mm-hmm. are you just releasing it all in one big chunk? Or are you, as you're doing these interviews with people, you're putting them out there already? You know, I originally was going to release it uh, once a week through the month of September. But I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to release it in one chunk. And okay. that way it has the entire month to um, basically be out there and for people to see it. Um, I've been in touch with uh, Mayor Adler's office. I know they want to feature it um, as well. as There's a couple other folks that may be pushing that, that article out to. Um, and my hope is that it, you know, can begin to circulate. I really want people to, to read these stories and be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> anyone listening, if you want to help share it, <laughs> gotcha. that would be awesome. Well, I'll definitely say that one of the things that I do is I, I invite all my guests to join my open Facebook page, but also the closed group. Um, yeah. And the idea is, as I get more and more guests, hopefully as they have awesome stories and the, the incredible projects such as yours that they're doing, and you want to get that word out to as... Obviously, you want to get it out to as many people as you can. Well, I'd like for for my pages, my social media outlets to also be a source for you to get that out to all, all of my listeners. So I definitely invite you to share what you can, when you can, um, on those pages. Okay. But, um, so when, when do you expect that, uh, the project will be done and ready to be released? Yeah. So this will be releasing, uh, no later at the beginning of, uh, next week, actually. Oh, okay. Wow. So coming up yeah. quick. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's right there. Yeah, um, it's right around the corner. And again, you know, se- September is Suicide Prevention Month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt that it was a really important time to go ahead and get this out there since the focal point, again, is, hey, you know, a lot of a lot of the folks that are being interviewed, they, like you said, they had their back against the wall, felt very disconnected. What I'm hearing a lot of, and, um, you know, I'm connected with a couple organizations and, and have been for a while, and I've heard this before, but it's just, in these sort of interview environments, it's just so much more personal. And what I'm hearing is, you know, when there's that transition from the military 
um, back into civilian life. Mm-hmm. You know, for some, it's an immediate sense of loss, like a loss of identity, a loss of um, connection. Um, but for some folks, it actually takes longer. It can be even a year or longer before that starts to set in. And so another hope with this project is that it can, again, bring attention to that and also bring attention to the individual organizations that are represented um, within you know, within the article itself, so that there are extra resources out there. Because, um, you know, revisiting, again, that that um, conference that I, that I mentioned earlier, the summit, the big problem is we have all this territory to cover, so many people that need help, um, but we don't have uh, a large enough or, like, a, a tight enough net. Does that make sense? Yes. There, there's so many, there's not enough, of a cohesive approach to reach people. Mm-hmm. And so there's kind of some gaps within that net. So we're like losing people. So my goal with this is that it could hopefully begin to sort of fill in some of those gaps and direct folks to the resources that are currently available. Um, as well as maybe inspire people that maybe it's been on their heart um, to either get involved or, or maybe there's some sort of organization that they've been meaning to sort of just get started, maybe, 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 maybe this will be some fuel for that to, to get some inspiration out there so people can, can start to really, um, I think, live out their, their calling or like what they were created for, you know? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so again, I, I kind of missed the part though. Did you end up saying how you got connected to this or have you not said that yet? No. So, um, I, I've always had, you know, uh, extended family, lots of friends, um, that are, uh, military or ex-military at this point, um, grew up in El Paso, which mm-hmm. is right next to Fort Bliss, so it's pretty heavy um, military culture there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then growing up, you know, here in Austin, actually, um, you know, last year, what is it, was, I think, April 2018, I attended a, a training, a, a PTSD veteran-focused training at Samaritan Center. Um, and I, I remember sitting there and just being like, you know what, I, I was aware of a lot of the statistics. I knew a lot of the numbers already, but something about it just really, it just like pierced my heart even, I guess even deeper than already. I mean, I already, that was already a cause that was close to my heart, but it just something about it. And when you hear 22 veterans a day, and that was the last time they took those numbers. I mean, that's not even necessarily an accurate number at this point. That's just kind of the last, those are like the last statistics that were pulled. Um, I just remember kind of being really brokenhearted by that um, during that training. That's how I got connected to Samaritan Center. And then the Samaritan Center, uh, later, a few months later, I got connected with OSB. Um, are you familiar with OSB? No, I'm not. Okay. So Operation Supply Drop, and they are national. I mean, they're, they are amazing. They'll send care packages to our active military. Um, they will, you know, uh, they will do all kinds of wonderful things for active, as well as, you know, veteran, uh, veterans. And... Um, the chapter here in Central Texas, Scott Morrison, um, he's, he's my contact there, and he's, he's the one that I, I work with usually. And he, um, his heart is also so humble, and he also has an incredible story. He's actually one of the, the veterans participating in this project, so I'm excited to get to hear his story. But okay. then he um, is has connected me with a couple other folks. Um, Warrior's Heart is one of them that I'm going to be including in the article um, but that, I mean, I'm not even sure if I answered your question, but it's kind of how I got connected in the Austin, Texas area, sort of, um, I guess veteran community or like, I guess they call it what, like a Patriot, you know, community mm-hmm. as well, just like in support of veterans. 
That is awesome. Um, so what do you have any other, I know you're doing this. You said that, that you're hoping it'll be wrapped up within the next week or so. Um, between yeah. that, you're singing, um, what do you have any other <laughs> projects that you're working on? I, you know, it's so, so funny because I, I just, I uh, was really blessed to do an interview last week mm-hmm. and, 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 and the individual was like, you know, what are you, do you even have time to breathe? And I didn't right. realize it. Like, I didn't realize it because people ask me, I'm like, what am I, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> what am I doing? Um, I, I have all kinds of projects going on right now. And, uh, you know, obviously this, this project, I have a couple other, uh, veteran based projects for my photography company lined up. Those I'm not quite announcing yet, but the, they're going to be coming down the pipeline here shortly. Um, there's going to be a really great album release party happening when, <laughs> I'll give you the info um, right when the album releases and the all the all the profits, all the earnings are going to be going to support um, the organizations uh, that I'm involved with. And awesome. so there's that stuff going on. Um, other than that, I'm just momming really hard, yeah. <laughs> growing my company. There and, you go. Um, volunteering. Very good. Um, so with all of that being said, uh, what are your mm-hmm. future goals? I mean, what, what, what do you hope to, are you, are you hoping that you can get this become part of one of these organizations you're working with, or are you just trying to help share the message? I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily have any aspirations of, you know, getting on staff or anything like that. That's definitely not why I, I, I did this. Um, cause I've been asked this question actually about three other times this week. And oh, I, I, I feel like. I don't know, maybe I'm kind of like a dreamer, kind of one of these helpful people. I I remember, I mean, like I said, since I became connected with Samaritan Center, and, and I already knew the statistics, but seeing it on the screen in front of me was really sobering. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm doing this is, you know, 22 veterans a day, and it's 22 too many, right? Um, yep. That is, that's, that's, it's, it's gutting. That That is, it's gutting. And, and the number one thing, like I said, and, and, you know, there's the loss of identity and the loss of connection. But the number one thing I'm really hearing in all of that is this, like, I feel alone, right? Like, I feel, I felt alone. I felt like I had no one and nothing. And I personally have undergone some, 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 some life events in the past where I definitely, my world was turned upside down and I felt that way as, as well. And I, when I was in the middle of those things, I purposed in my heart, on my watch, I'm not going to let anybody feel alone. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to. I'm not going to stand by and, and just let that be something that happens. I'm not just going to, you know, turn my turn my face away and not pay attention. I'm I have been made aware of this this problem, this widespread problem that needs a solution, and therefore I'm accountable for it. You know, I'm really big on faith, and I believe that when we become made when we're made aware of, of an issue, that we can definitely utilize our gifts and talents for to, to help in, in some way, shape, or form, even if it seems very small, even if it seems very minor, like, then we are accountable for doing that. I, I believe that we are supposed to do that, that that is the very least that we can do. And so my whole purpose for doing this is to, to my, my goal, and I've been, this has been my prayer, and like, I'm kind of a dreamer, and some people might hear it and go, wow, lady, <laughs> you know, what are, you, what are you thinking? My prayer is before I die. Um... I'm in my 30s, so statistically I've got a good chunk of time ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, before I die, that, that that number would be zero. You know, it wouldn't be 22 anymore, that it'd be zero. And if I can play any part in that at all, um, 
even getting that, you know, that one drop of water that sort of spreads out in this huge, just creates waves. Even if I'm that, you know, part of that one drop of water in the central Texas area that can begin to create waves and start getting people to pay attention. And, and again, it brings visibility. People are so visual, right? Yes. They're so visual. And, and, you know, you know how viral posts go when, yes. when something gets shared and someone else shares it. You see it. If it's just an article with a word, right? I mean, people might read it. Chances are they're not going to, like, you know, pay attention. Mm-hmm. When you begin to present photos of people, and you, cause what I love, and this might be a tan, like a tangent of some kind, like a rabbit trail, but I love photography. Photography has always, I mentioned this earlier, spoken deeply to me because you can capture the human spirit. You can capture, um, in a beautiful way, not like a creepy way, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> someone, yes. someone's soul, right? And when their guard is down, and when they're undone, when they're not paying attention, and when they're all, you know, even when they feel insecure or nervous, if there's something so beautiful about their spirit that shines through, and so I'm really big on, you know, if you can present these photographs, it seems so small, you know, but if you can present the photographs along with the story, I, I feel like there's, there's going to be some movement with that, even if it starts small. You know, my prayer is that I can, I can just be part of the solution at the very least, that I can do my part. And I believe that when, no matter, no matter, you know, who each of us are, what our background is, what our faith is, what our upbringing is, um, what gifts or talents we have or feel we don't have or whatnot, if we'll just be faithful, right, mm-hmm. with, with what we have, with already in our hands to give, if we can be faithful with that, I think it, we can find that, that it can be multiplied, right? And, and so much more can be done with it. So especially when we partner with other people, right? And so I, I hope I answered your question, but that's my whole purpose. And the whole purpose is to bring awareness and to help, yeah. just to make an impact and help do what I can to, to see change begin to take place. Well, that for, from my perspective, that's an incredibly awesome and beautiful thing that you're doing. Um, it And it really does need to be done. I mean, someone had made a comment um a while back saying something like there's over 40,000 something nonprofits out there that are, you know, yeah. veteran centered to help vets not be part of that statistic. Yet, yeah. even with all those nonprofits, it's still happening. And it is. There, there's got to be another way to do it. And I mean, I, I love where you're going with this. It, it, it's, this is awesome. And it's incredible. And I'm glad that I found out about it. I'm, I'm glad I, I found out about you and what the work you're doing. It's, that's awesome. Uh, I really appreciate what I, you're doing. I feel doing. so grateful. I don't want to see I feel grateful. And if there's anything I can say about it is I feel grateful to each of these veterans for trusting me, you know, because I don't take it lightly, you know. Um, mm. It's a big deal. And I, 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 again, my prayer is that, you know, that it will, it will, even if, if it's small, just it'll start to start that, that movement forward. Because like you said, it's, the statistics haven't changed much despite there being so many nonprofits. I think, Honestly, the key is connection. Yes. And again, like I mentioned earlier, building the bridges in between these different organizations, recognizing the strengths of each organization, and also identifying the weaknesses, you know, so that we have a place for every um, individual situation. We, there's a place to turn. And so, again, this this uh, very initial project is going to hopefully uh, kind of be um, maybe like a launching pad for that, like sending it out like, hey, there's all these different options and all these different people. The reason these organizations were started is because 
of that dark time, you yeah. know. And if it, if it happened for them, if, if there was a turnaround for them, there can be a turnaround for you. Absolutely. Wow. So... <laughs> Oh, that, that's just got my mind going so many different ways. Um, I, I definitely believe, yes, we need more, uh, as, you, as you're calling Denny, we definitely need more bridge builders, you know, people that yes. can bridge yeah. that gap between not just people and organizations, but even from organization to organization, you know. Like you said, if, if one group is really strong and, you know, doing this, but the other one is better at doing that, why not get the two working together to make everybody's life better rather than, you know, fighting for, for that same dollar and, and everything. But, um, so how can people find you and um, what, what social media, you know, outlets do you want to let people know about? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I am, so my website for my photography company is mluphotography.com. And again, I'll spell it. I'll give you the correct spelling for MLU. It's E-M-M-I-L-O-U, photography.com. And if you want to check out my music, that'd be cool. It's safe. Apparently, I'm creating some sort of brand because uh, mlumusic.com. And, um, you know, that, that's kind of just like the main place you can go. I'm on Instagram, both, both you know, my company and my music on Instagram, Facebook. Um, I'm going to be honest. I have a Twitter account for my music. And I just, I just don't use it. I do not blame I mean, you. <laughs> I, I, I've I'm never been able to get into, I've never been able to get into Twitter. I've tried. And there's, no, it's not happening. Um, with all the things I that, that I do. I'm doing good if I can keep up with, you know, two or three Facebook pages and one Instagram account. You know, I'm I'm maxed out at that point. I'm good. <laughs> but um, It is. It's like a full-time job in and of itself. My God, it is. <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. And heaven help you if you're doing really good for a couple of weeks and then something happens and you have to take a week or two off because you're... Oh, no, you are now a thing of the past. Exactly. You are now non-existent. <laughs> exactly. On the interwebs. You exist. You have to start from scratch. I'm it, yeah, it, it it's insane, you know. But it is what it is. You you've got to play the yeah. game of numbers, basically. But um, so I will link up all your social media stuff in the show notes. I'll Thank try you. to get it out through all my things that I have to do. But is there anything else that you want to? I mean, you've already thrown out God so much stuff. But is there anything else that you want to talk about? Any parting words? Anyone you want to mention? Groups? Whatever. Um, the floor is yours. Okay, cool. Um, so I've already mentioned a couple of the groups. Uh, another group I'm connected with that's really amazing is uh, Blue Bonnet Trails. They do a lot of um, work with the veteran community, also civilians, but veteran community. Uh, they're very mental health, uh, mental health oriented. Um, and Teresa over there has been a wonderful resource. She she is incredible. She is a veteran herself. Um, her, one of her specialties for anyone that may be listening, maybe you're feeling like you're hitting your head against the wall with the VA. She is able to help you, help represent you, and help you um, find some some breakthrough with that um, and help alleviate some frustrations, um, help you get any benefits that are that are due to you. So I really want to put that out there because I know that's a very it's a very common thing. Um, I, I, parting words. I'm going to be honest. Um, I just one thing that I've learned in my life is we can, we can, I think we all find ourselves in a very, in like a dark moment at one point or another in our life. And if we don't, then obviously, wow, how fortunate. But I would say a majority of people may find themselves in a very dark spot. 
and maybe they feel that they're suffering, and they probably are. Um, I know that I was in a place for a very extended period of time where I, I felt truly like this is suffering. How do I ever, how do I ever get out of this? And so, any parting words I, I want to say is, even when that 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 pain is so intense, the psychological pain is so great that you're like, what point is there? This is not living. There's no point to my life. I want to encourage you to maybe just take a breath. I know it sounds maybe like crunchy or hippie, but take a breath, take a step back. Maybe choose to reframe it because what I've learned in hindsight after some of the rough stuff I've been through, and, and that is for another podcast where I'm going to go down that path. It was some, <laughs> some, some dark times, but um, I want you to know that sometimes what we see as a death sentence in our life, what we feel to be the end is often an opportunity to... For, for rebirth, for rewriting your destiny. And it doesn't look like it at the time, and it sure doesn't feel like it, but it's worth holding on, even if it's moment to moment, breath to breath, or like day to day, you know. It's worth holding on, and there are people and, and resources um, that you can go and, and, and find peace and support um, and no judgment, you know. And I just, if... I want to put this out there. I know that most people probably don't do this, but um, every life matters. Um, and I just, if you're finding yourself in a rough spot, reach out to me. Um, my website has my, my email address. Um, it's info, info at emilupphotography.com. I can definitely put you in touch with um, folks that, that can help you. Um, but I just, that'll be my parting words. It's, it's life is truly worth living. I personally am uh, like a, a suicide attempt survivor and I, I can tell you from first-hand experience life is it's worth living and it will get better. Those dark times will not stick around but you gotta as hard as it is you gotta do, do the work and, and get the help um, and there is ample help um, you just gotta do that take that first step and reach out and I, I pray God blesses you. Amen. Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> um Emily, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate everything you're doing, and that's it's just incredible what what you're doing for people. And um, definitely, everybody out there listening, check her out. Find find her uh, photography page. Find her music page. And also, if you're needing help, like she said, you know, reach out to her. She'll connect you with people that can help. And you know Absolutely. we've we've got to end that twenty two a day number. It it's ridiculous yeah. that it's gone on for so long, and things have got to change. We got to help. And Emily, oh. I appreciate it. You know, thank you very very much. Thank you very much. We can do it together. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, everybody. There's my interview with Emily Ledoux from Emily Photography and Emily Music. So if you want to follow her. You can find her at emilouphotography.com, emilouphotography.com, and that is E-M-M-I-L-O-U. And you can also find her on Instagram, emilouphotography and emilouphotography. And also, if you feel that you need to reach out to her because you're trying, you're in that dark space and you need to get connected with someone that can help, as she said, uh, there in the interview, reach out to her. Send her uh, an email at um, to her email address, info at emilouphotography.com, and she will do what she can to get you pointed in the right direction. 
And as soon as the project she's working on is released, I'll do what I can to get a link to that for all of y'all. Also, if you decide to follow her music, again, she is releasing a new album coming out very soon. So as soon as that's out, we will also let y'all know. And I hope y'all enjoyed the interview. And uh, just one reminder as I'm wrapping this up, this weekend, if you're in the Houston area, is the Scuttlebutt Comeback Celebration. That'll be this Sunday from, oh goodness, what was that, 2 to 8 p.m.? Give me a second. Yes. Yeah, so Sunday, September 8th, from 2 to 8 p.m. at the Veteran Retreat Center at... uh, 8730 East Mount Houston Road. That's here in Houston. Come on out. Show your support for the Scuttlebutt newspaper. It will be coming out every other month. And again, it's a another way to connect the veteran community. Uh, she Luz puts um, great articles and content out there. And if you want to show her, show you her... Uh, if you want to show her your support, you can, um, one, come out to the comeback celebration. And two, if you've got a business and you want to advertise it, then consider running an ad in, in the paper, in the scuttlebutt. And that will help her to continue her mission to help connect the veteran community. So that's all I've got for, for this week. I hope you all enjoyed it. I know I did. And I'll see you all next time. I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Reclaimed American Podcast. If you're ready to do more and be more, start by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes or Google Play. Then join our community on Facebook and Instagram at Reclaimed American. And join us over on our website at reclaimedamerican.us.